You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of the hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow host, Jacob Pretty. Really? Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Hilarious prank. Wait. I saw you take a bite of peanut butter sandwich and I thought you'd be perfect to go first. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Kevin Reynolds. How did you go through like 10 seconds and not chew any of it? That was the same We're level of boom shakalaka mouthful. <laughs> might have been more. I, he might have put more in his mouth. <laughs> I'm present. Hello. <laughs> and Hove Camp's here too. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Pretty, what are your thoughts on the day? He used my line. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm very confused as well. How's, how's it going, um, guys? Specifically, Pretty, tell me about your day. Pretty, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I actually, I will tell you a couple little things. So, stepbrother of the pod, Dan like and I have been in this Axe League, and it's going really well. It's he an axe, is excuse amazing. Me, it's an Axe Body Spray League? Yeah. We just spray Axe all over each other I all the time. Okay. Sounds no, like, uh, Axe like Throwing League. Ah. Um, he's very good. I am like, I would put myself in the top, uh, I'm, I'm probably out of 40 players, I'm in the top, like, I think my ranking is like 15 or 16, so upper half, but, um, but Seaslack's like really good, and he's like, he's got these special axes, like he went and bought his own axes, of course, of like course Dan like does, and, um, no, he's, uh, he tried to convince me to go down this Saturday for this, uh, marathon tournament that's down in Tennessee, an all-day tournament. Uh, I'm not going. I don't know if he is or not, but that's uh, that's that's been my week is is getting more and more into axe throwing. It's pretty fun. If you um if you're listening on Apple Podcast, um, which why are you still? But if you are, they have that little thirty second like skip. You you're gonna regret having not pushed that thirty seconds ago when that story started. It's just <laughs> wonderful, wonderful content that absolutely no one listening cares mm-hmm. about. Except probably Step Bourbon Bro Dan, who I don't who I think don't. listens. Yeah, yeah he, does, he definitely doesn't listen. Excellent. He, Excellent. he didn't even listen to the one he was on. So Nope. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Anyways. Be sure to follow us on the Twitters and the Instagrams and each of us individually at AirdBNB. So tonight we are uh, delving into some samples that a uh, friend of the pod, Joe has provided us once again tonight i am drinking something i've been wanting to try for a, a while now and now kevin has a bottle of this it's it's blanton's mm. straight from the barrel and so this is 127 proof um it is good um i have had other higher proof whiskeys that i would prefer to this actually i was uh, the on, on the first couple of drinks i thought wow this is good but I maybe I maybe I just kind of hyped it up in my own head, but I, it, it didn't reach the level of what I was expecting. It is very good, though. Uh, if I had a bottle of this, I would be delighted. Um, but sometimes your your expectations are too lofty, and that's I think what uh, what my downfall was. So, Kevin, what are you drinking? I I could not disagree with you more about the level to which Blanton Straight from the Barrel is my favorite bourbon. Period. Um, Blanton's is overhyped and overloved. I'm sure people think that. I don't. I think it's appropriately rated and is phenomenal as a brand and product. And I think Blanton's Gold is widely regarded as the best out there, but I think Blanton's Straight from the Barrel is my favorite for sure. 
Um, it is a foolproof, what's it, 130, 127 point something? It's, yeah, um, 127, yeah. Yeah, it is good stuff. But, you know, because it's straight from the barrel, every every bottle you have mm-hmm. of it can be different. So maybe that's not a, not a great bottle for your palate, but I'm, I'm a huge fan um, of, of straight from the barrel. Um, I'm having what would I, what would be my second favorite. And again, I'm, I'm not alone in this. These are two, you know, taught it as some of the best bourbons on the market that you can get, but I'm drinking Weller foolproof. So this is the blue label Weller. It's 114 proof. Um, the one that I got, uh, in case you're around here and know what we're talking about, this was a Bishop's quarter bar pick. Um, and Joe who got a bottle of this, uh, gave me the last uh, of the samples, and it is absolutely fantastic. Weller full proof is, I think, I think I said it's 114 proof. Um, it's just it got it has that weeded bourbon Weller taste, so it mellows everything out. But the higher proof makes it just delicious to sip neat uh, late at night. It's a perfect bourbon. Um, I would rather have a bottle of Blanton straight from the barrel or Weller full. Proof over Pappy Van Winkle any day of the week. I love those two bourbons more than any, and I, I'm ecstatic to be drinking one tonight. So, really, really excited about that. Hope, what are you drinking? Uh, I care to see if Joe, I'm drinking Parker's Heritage Heavy Char 10 Year 120 Proof. Um, so, pretty, pretty strong on the proof, obviously, uh, as is, I think, all of the bourbons that we're drinking um, to start off with tonight. But um, really heavy on the char. So, you know, you get the, the full body 120 proof going down. Um, and then it just lingers that, that oak and that char. And that is not for everybody, but I very much enjoy that. So uh, very top quality, top shelf pick here. Brittany, what are you drinking? Uh, now that you've finished your sandwich. Right. It was a good sandwich. Really good. Crunchy peanut butter, strawberry jelly. Quite good. Strawberry jelly is the only way to go. Thank you. As is yes. crunchy peanut butter. I, I do grape honest. jelly. I don't jelly. Because you're a terrible person. It's the, only, it's the only grape thing that I actually prefer. Grape jelly is terrible. But it's been a long time since I had strawberry jelly, I'll be honest with you. Ooh. This is quite interesting. So, um, and Kevin and or Flynn, uh, you'll have to help me out on this. So, first off... Um, when the options were presented and I ended up uh, not getting to choose, and that's fine, but I ended up with the Starlight, uh, what's written on the bottle, S-I-B. Um, Single barrel. Uh, oh, no, it's, yeah, no, 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 it's delicious. Um, what I was going to, what I was laughing about is I've seen the Starlight um, brand as a whole so much so recently. And uh, see, uh, Joe Huber and I, uh, we go way back. Long time. Uh, not really. But uh, the Huber family, um, uh, It's uh, the Starlight brand is um, distilled up there. Um, they make some great wines, a lot of uh, other great things. Uh, I've never actually tried the Starlight bourbon. Um, however, now trying this single barrel, which comes in at 111 proof, I don't know if I can just try the I'm the regular uh, Starlight because it's, uh, I mean, this is very good. It's It's... For it being a newer bourbon, um, it definitely feels very uh, aged and kind of rather refined. Um, the The flavor as like a whole 
has a, a nice kind of um, almost like a cherry kind of uh, bite at the top, but is like really smooth. So there's just this little bit of a kick right off the bat or right off the bat. And then after that, it's uh, it's very smooth. I'm drinking it neat right now. I'm curious what's going to happen when I take one of these cubes and, and drop it in just to kind of see if it opens it up anymore. But this is freaking delicious. And I now need to rescind any kind of uh, thoughts I had about Starlight uh, Distillery bourbon and what I thought it was potentially going to be because this is far sur far surpassing and, and exceeding uh, anything that I thought it was going to be. So um, yeah, I don't think you do. I I want to just. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm holding a bottle of it right now. I really like it as well. Um, uh, the one that I have is a store pick and um, says it was aged four years. Um, and for a four year old bourbon, it is quite fantastic. It costs about sixty dollars a bottle. I do think it returns that value. The reason I think I would say I'm not sure you can just you know jump in full force on the starlight brand yet is that they're still using mgp product so this isn't a home distilled and aged bourbon uh, to, my, to my knowledge um it's one that they will plan to replicate later um but i don't i don't know much more about it um i would like to take a trip out there um i've not been to huber's farm since i was a child picking apples um it's, I, I, um, that was I our, our go-to pumpkin patch mm, yeah yeah my my in-laws go there all the time and and something that they do really cool is a lot of their stuff they'll they'll get pretty young you know two or three years old and then finish it in separate barrels and huber's does a lot of wine and so they have a lot of wine finished um wine finished products and and they have a lot of different of those finishes, and it just adds a unique flavor to a lot of them. And a lot of people are, are experimenting with the, the finishing in, in wine barrels or whatever barrels, honey And they, they have a lot of different fruits there as well, so mm -hmm. the different types of wine that they can finish things in um, are pretty, pretty limitless almost there. Um, but I think we're doing. Yeah, I was about to say similarly. I am. Uh, I, I bought a couple of bottles of. It's called Good Times Bourbon, and they they finish it in um, uh, apricot and peach barrels, and they have a bunch of different of these finishes. So I'm really excited to try those. Um, sorry to cut you off. Are those are those apricot and peach wine barrels, or just a barrel so that's it's been like filled with apricots? It's no, it, it, it's like apricot. Hold on, you, you you introduce it. I'm gonna look it up because it's on Facebook. You you go. What ahead. am I introducing? You go. You, ahead. you, you looked that segments? up. Here, we've got we've got say, three segments for you tonight. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Hang on a sec, because I'm looking at the bottle. Here it is. I might not be right. I think I think Starlight is MGP product right now. I was told that by the guy at the liquor store, but their, um, but their bottle says that it was made with a sweet corn mash, then distilled in their copper pot stills, and, and aging occurs at Huber's Old Rick House. So they're either false advertising or being intentionally misleading, or I just had bad intel. Um, or they're being completely straightforward. Um, so I don't know. But I, I, I'm not saying companies aren't trying to dupe us, but I really think that the source of the bottle is a better place than the guy at the liquor store sure <laughs> but okay just, it's, to, just it's, to sort of push 
to push back on that, Boone County says the same thing. Our bourbons are distilled with this corn mash in Boone County and whatever. Like they say all those things at the, at the store and on the bottle, but they're selling a product they didn't make. So, you know, I don't know. So, it could so be MGP, they are could, could be not. So it is uh, apricot brandy and peach brandy barrels okay. that it's finished in. So interesting. I like I'm the idea that they just put those. a bunch of peaches in there, like millions of peaches. So for me, <laughs> <laughs> underrated song. Speaking of underrated, perfect song. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> uh, let's get into our first segment, which is going to be a analysis of a topic. Is that right, Kevin? It's would a you useless, like to... in-depth analysis. Yep. Useless in-depth analysis. Um, a quick Google says, as it turns out, Starlight has nothing to do at all with MGP aside from the fact that they're housed in the same state. So I have slandered them for no reason. That's, now we can do the useless sounds in-depth. like things you do. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, job, confidently yeah. wrong, so, like most of the time. A couple... <laughs> yeah, I looked it up <laughs> because I wasn't sure because I was confidently wrong. Um, let me just say a couple things. A couple weeks ago... On this podcast, I think it was Flynn and then backed up by my fellow cohorts here. A comment was made that Emperor's New Groove is an underrated Disney movie. I um, will confess, um, though we haven't done confessions in a while, I will confess I had never seen it. What? What? I had never seen The Emperor's New Groove. That's absurd. Um, Did you go watch it? I did. So um, I went and sat down with Sam. I watched it, and I think it is awful. I thought it was oh. awful start <laughs> to finish. I it's because you watched it as a forty-seven-year-old man instead of the eight-year-old child. And you watched it with like a two-year-old. So yeah, <laughs> I, um, he didn't like it either. Um, I'm trying to watch Encanto with 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 Declan right now, and I I can't pay attention. So I'm gonna not think it's great until I can watch it by myself. Well, I watched Encanto with Sam, and we both loved it. Um, and uh, we've watched it several times since. I watched it with your wife and child a little bit as well, Flynn. Yeah, yeah. I think you've you've seen it more with. <laughs> hey, stop it! Stop talking about Bruno. We don't we don't do so, that. So, I think we can agree whether or not we agree on Emperor's New Groove. I think we can agree that the Disney Pixar animated movie you know, genres. Uh, it did have... come out in two thousand, Kevin. So you are excused. You were eighteen at the time. <laughs> right, so that was right. that was the sweet spot of I missed those Disney movies. I was eighteen in sixth grade. Yep. Um, so I just. You know, obviously Disney Pixar. I think we can agree that all of them have their their shining moments and a few warts. Like there are a few films that have come out from both Disney and Pixar where where we're like that one did not hit. Um, but then there are some that I think people love that I think are overrated, and then there are some that people don't pay any attention to or talk about at all that I think are underrated. So for our useless in depth analysis tonight, what I'd like to do is to hear from each of us, what's a Disney film or Pixar film that you believe is very overrated? And then we'll talk about ones that we think are underrated. Hope, I uh, feel like you're, you're our most confident uh, Disney person. Um, as the, the expert and host of DMM, I would like you to go first. What is the most underrated Disney Pixar film? Underrated. Overrated. Overrated. Underrated? Overrated. 
over underrated. <laughs> okay. Uh, Properly rated. You said, yeah. I think, I actually, I think that there are some of these movies that, that I took off. Like, I had Pocahontas on my list, but I think it's properly rated. It's not overrated. People just genuinely don't think it's that great of a movie. So right. um, that is something that I've had to contend with. And I'm going to go with one just because it gets uh, way too much pub on this podcast, courtesy of Flynn. I think Moana is an upper third Disney movie. Whoa. It is very overrated, especially by people on this podcast, Flynn. Whoa. It's good. It's a good movie. It's a Whoa. top third of Disney movies, but it's overrated. The music is not as good as other movies that have come out. The heroine is good, very good. I would Whoa. argue maybe Whoa. not let's as not, compelling. Let's not say that that <laughs> that way. <laughs> I see. I see what you're saying there. Someone's gonna it quote is, this podcast, but it's not. It's not the best heroine I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, so I think it, uh, I think it does a lot of things really well, but I don't think it does very many things excellent. So it's upper third, but not top. I would have left it off the top 10 list. And I think Flynn made it be number like one or two. And that is, uh, not even close to accurate. I do think it is given a, a an extra bump by how good, how far I'll go is as a song. Um, I think the movie, I might agree a little bit with Hubcamp, that the movie itself isn't all that special, um, but the How Far I'll Go really is just such a, like, run through a brick wall, I'm, I'm excited kind of it song. Is. It is. It is a good it song. Might get, it, it might get a bump. sits on my workout playlist. It's one of now there two Disney songs that sits on my workout playlist. Um, but when I look at... Moana's the music... Others, the other's Be A Man, obviously, right? Uh, no, it's actually uh, Surface Pressure from Encanto. Um, <laughs> that song, I love that song. <laughs> but that's it's that not was even exactly the best song in the movie. Encanto is Encanto is top to bottom, nothing but good songs. Whereas Moana has some misses for sure in the music. A hot, hot take. Flynn, would you like to retort or at least give us your overrated it, movie? It's a hot garbage take, that's for sure. Uh, I would like to point out, I did say it was an upper third Disney movie. So I do think it's very good. But we okay, said overrated, and a top 25 team is not a top 5 team. I, I got I to gotta make a quick aside here. So when I, when I explained to Kat, because uh, we've obviously been watching Book of Boba Fett, when I explained to Kat that the... Moana's father is voiced by uh, uh, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Timura. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. George Washington. Who, no, <laughs> the guy who also uh, is Boba Fett. She was like, "What?" And then as soon as I played it, and he goes, "Moana," I was, and she was like, "Oh, yep, nope." Now I can only hear it. And now, except it, when just, he sings, then it's George Washington yeah. from Hamilton. Right? Then it's Chris Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis Jackson. I thought that was Fifty Cent. <laughs> no, that's yep. his younger brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> He only got shot eight times. Hate you all. Um, So Flynn, (laughs) I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some hate on this because I Lion King. No, The Little Mermaid is no on my list. It's it's not a good movie. It's not a good lesson to learn. It's not a good. The music is fine at at times, but it everyone loves it. And I don't understand why. Every time I watch it, I'm bored. Every time 
that it comes on, I'm like, okay, well, that song's fine, but I'm not, like, extremely happy it's on. So, yeah, it's Little Mermaid is the most overrated one for me. There's others that are overrated for me, but whenever I think of a movie that is quite overrated, it's it's Little Mermaid. I, I actually 100 percent agree with that take, and as is well documented, I don't want to be I in. I don't want to be with you right now. Song. So you, you can stop talking. Uh, I I don't care about what your opinions are anymore. So it just sounds like we have the exact same taste, Flynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I'll chime in here since uh, just to cut through that tension like a knife. Um, <laughs> And this is a little difficult because like as you all have, knife, it's very dull. Yeah, yeah. Right. As you all started to point out, um, there's not a whole lot of movies or things that I don't like or that I objectively hate. So this is, this was a little challenging to think of what is a Disney movie that I do think is overrated. Uh, but this is a hundred percent. My answer, the nightmare before Christmas, a thousand percent overrated. So overrated. Is that a- like, I didn't know that was a Disney it's classic. It's Disney. It is. I, I wouldn't call it a Disney classic, but it's definitely so super overrated. It's, it's a dis, it is categorized as a Disney theatrical animated film, but it's not from Walt Disney Animation Studios or Pixar. It's okay. from Skellington Productions, which is its own company that's owned by Disney. Right. That that That's why it's not on my standard list. Okay. But I think yeah, it, it, it barely counts. Yeah, oh, it I'm counts. Not, I'm not mad at Pretty for putting it on the in the conversation um i'm happy to have that conversation of it being appropriately rated but no i think um, it's i think it's super overrated because there people get so hyped about it when it's halloween yeah. and when it's christmas and i just think it's like maybe it's just because i never like when watching it i never maybe i i don't know I just never, I, I never want to go and watch that movie. Yeah, or if agreed. it is on, it is not a movie that I will then say, oh, yeah, I'll just leave this on. I will absolutely change it and find something agreed. else. That's the first take I've agreed with, actually. Um, Kristen had not seen it uh, when we were dating. And I think she said that to me, and I had the reaction of someone who's like a Disney person. I was like, oh my God, you have to see it. You have to see this movie. And like, 20 minutes in she was like i don't like this and i said i don't either i don't know why i was so passionate about this this sucks um so yeah i i agree um tim burton tim burton has very unique style for a disney movie especially for i think his animated movies are very they're not for everyone none of his movies in general aren't for everyone but i think when you're looking at the nostalgia of like a nightmare before christmas you get a lot of tim burton and a lot less of the animated nostalgia that you loved. Right. Ed- Edward Scissorhands and uh, Sweeney Todd might be the Tim Burton movies I think are quality. Batman. Let's say original Batman. Oh, yeah, I guess I, was, I wasn't thinking about that. Original Batman was pretty good. It's really There's cartoony now when you go back and watch it compared to the Batmans that we have now. It's way too cartoony, but it's good. Um. Uh-huh. Quick, quick One? input here. This is how yeah. we know is an elite Halloween song. I don't know. Nah. Um, I could take it or leave it. I can't. The, the movie that people seem to be really like excited about that I think is the most boring thing on, on the screen ever um, is the movie Up. 
and Pixar, not Disney. What? But I think Up is like really mm. interesting for the first three minutes while the old lady dies, and then <laughs> okay. after that, nothing is nothing is good. It's just like get this off the screen. The fat little Boy Scout, the Kevin's a girl, the um, dog. Like I, it took me like six tries to watch it. I would rather watch The Eternals. Um, then watch up. Uh, okay, it's okay. Just, that's it's wow. just Pump terrible. the brakes on that. <laughs> no, I won't. I mean it so, um, so clearly. Up is just. Gosh, up is so good though. It's, it's like really not. It's really not. It's beautiful. You no, could you could literally whatever. play all of the music of Up, and I would not recognize this at all. What? And that's not how balloons work. That is. <laughs> But I do think that Kevin's take is, is pretty wrong and up is great. Yeah, up is, I think. Yeah, I recognize great. that. I think it up is great. Up sucks. Bambi 2 is probably higher ranked on my list than up. Oh, my God. All um, right. Get out of here. So, no, well, okay. now you're just saying things you don't mean. <laughs> okay, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Just to, try to, just to try to hurt us. Let me ask you this. What? Okay. Opinion on Wally. Um... Because that, I think, is a vastly underrated movie. I think that's one of the best Pixar movies. Are you, are you going to put that transition up? Right transition right to underrated right to movies, then. Yeah, this, this is, is a really good way to do it. Um, Great. I don't... I don't... Th- I think that Wally, no one would name it as a top third-tier Disney Pixar film. Therefore, I think it's appropriately rated. I don't think Wally sucks. I don't want to watch Wally ever. I think wow. if you... Fi- I think Wally, by its nature... And the plot of the movie is more boring than Up. It doesn't make it not great, but I think if you're bored in Up, how are you not excruciatingly bored during Wally? Yeah, but I think it was a little more interesting in the sense that it's like social commentary, and it's also a little bit of a mystery that you're trying to solve along the way. And Wally's cute, and no one in Up is. Here's so a confession: I just, I've never seen. Okay, Wally. that old man. That old man is adorable. Carl. Carl Fredrickson is adorable. Wait, hold on, Flynn. Did you just say you've never seen Wally? That is a truth fact, dude. You should see Wally. Just... You can't. You can't watch it with. To Hubcam's point, you can't watch it with Declan because it won't hold his attention. Um, yeah. It didn't hold Sam's. I tried to watch it with him. He was just like, he like robot garbage, garbage, and then he went and did <laughs> something else because that's all the movie is. Um, but yeah, I. I could take or leave Wally, so I think it's not underrated. I disagree with Pretty. Okay. okay. Pretty was your what list is... for underrated films, just massive because you thought every film ever was good, and so then any film um, that people generally don't think is good, you have to call underrated. No, no, no. It's not massive. I just there are there are movies uh, or films that that I definitely think. I mean that to be true. To be honest, Wally's not even my top one. I just brought up Wally because Kevin was talking Pixar, and and what is um, your top one? My top one uh, that's most underrated: Atlantis: The Lost Empire, thousand percent. I was about to say that. Yes, a hundred percent. Atlantis is fantastic, and nobody ever gives it any love. It is. God, it's so yeah. good. It's such a good. Like, I, I, I'm not a, a huge fan of some of these remakes, live action, but. Please, I would I would throw would money to like mm-hmm. see that be remade in a live action. Yeah, Absolutely. but then they would have made your movie ticket, and that's it. 
So really not. Yeah, probably I'm not, I'm not paying money to see Atlantis to remake that movie. I think it's a great movie. I'd... Okay, so Flint, who's your the, two who's the lead? Milo. <laughs> yeah, Milo. Yeah, he's Michael sucks. J. Fox. Yeah, he's stupid. Get out of that here. movie sucks. What? See, this is why it's under everyone. Everyone. It is like on a, it, and it's so good. It I is like a cult classic, though. People who love it are like, yeah. like their own species of people. I think it's probably mediocre, and if you find it mediocre, like people hate it. But if you find it fine, you have to utterly defend it because everyone else hates it. See, and that's why it's one of the most so, underrated. So I just I, I can't stomach an argument for it. Like I can't bring myself to just start arguing for Atlantis. I feel like no, no. Uh, my underrated one, just because we've sort of gone in reverse order here. Um, there was some stuff going on in the world in March of 2020. So we were paying attention to lots of things like a national pandemic, a, a racial crisis, um, and, and, you know, lots of stuff was happening that was consuming our thoughts and minds. And so I'm not sure if it's like underrated or it's just nobody saw it or paid attention to it at the time. But on March um, 6th of 2020, the movie Onward came out. And it came out, mm-hmm. I think, straight to Disney Plus because it Disney... did not. That was the last movie that Cat and I saw okay. in movie theaters before okay. the pandemic. So, <laughs> um, Onward is beautiful. It's a it's D&D a campaign. It is. Story. It's just a D&D it campaign is. that they made into a Disney it's movie. It's a D&D campaign yeah. that they made into a Disney movie. But um, Tom Holland is great in it. And the the story of the two brothers and their father who had passed and the way that they sort of heal as brothers along the way, um, learning about each other. It's it's just a beautiful story. Um, and uh, it did not get quarantine excited to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. she did like the movie. So, you know, Good. I guess Good. we'll take one. So I think most people watched it when it when it ended up on Disney Plus. And it, I think it, I don't remember when it showed up there, but it didn't show up much, or much quicker than, I, I think Soul came on right after it or something like that came right after it. Uh, when it got there, that got so much more hype and attention. I just think people, it just got left out because of timing. And that's unfortunate because the movie is better than people give it credit for because they either didn't see it or weren't in the right place to experience it when they saw it. So it, to, to that point, Kevin, what kind of happened is it was released in it, theatrical release. They, cause at that time they weren't intending on like doing this whole dual releasing thing. Mm-hmm. And then when all the theaters shut down, then they just kind of threw it onto Disney plus, but they didn't have any kind of backing of like, check out what we're releasing on Disney plus. Right. Well, and, we had yeah. to hear about Raya and the Last Dragon for like six months every time you open Disney Plus. This is coming. Right. It's going to come soon. And after, but wasn't that one of the first ones where you had to pay $30 for it at first? Mm-hmm. Yes. No, that was. Yes. Uh, yes, it was. Oh, yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. And then it was Disney like, no one's going to do that. I'll just wait it out. I will wait right. you out. Yeah, Disney Plus Plus. So Onward is underrated. I do. I actually uh, fully agree that Onward is. Uh, Underrated. I'm also concerned that we're saying to your point, which is just the same thing as let me piggyback off of that. <laughs> so we really got to watch that. You can't just change the words and not the meaning. We have a smart audience and we're smart people here too. So Kevin being a wolf um, in to sheep's that point, clothing. Though, 
I'm going to pick a more recent one too. And I think Sword in the Stone and Robin Hood are my obvious choices too. I'm just going to throw those out there. But I'm going to go with Zootopia. Oh, God. Um, Zootopia really? is awesome. It is. Yeah, Zootopia awesome. is so good. It's, no, it's so not. good. Um, anything that you find not awesome about it, I guess, is just that you're like, I don't really feel like dealing with animals in this instance. And this, this two anthropomorphized human-like animals, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's because there's really only the one song in it. And it's not really a musical Maybe it's because the main character never develops a love interest, Kevin. I don't know what trope you were looking for, but it kind <laughs> of bucks is it Jason a lot Bateman? of them. It is Jason, it is Jason Bateman. Bateman. And it, it's also part uh, of the problem. <laughs> and so it, it, it bucks a lot of the tropes that Disney, to that point, at least inputs like one of those in a movie. And uh, it's, it's incredible. It's awesome. I honestly it assumed is... it was DreamWorks before today. Like That's how bad <laughs> I think it is. Uh, shocking, shocking, uh, and yeah. that's why it's underrated because it is one of its better, one of Disney's better, more modern stories that gets told in a way that kids find enjoyable and adults can learn something and, and take something good from. So Zootopia is awesome. Flynn, I think you're last yeah, on the underrated. The the one that you know, I, I you all mentioned a few that I actually 100% agree with, but the one that. I, I go back and watch all the time. The, you know, Declan loved it, especially during kind of the pandemic quarantine period where we needed to... Great Mouse Detective. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> that one is appropriately rated as last. Uh, no, I'm, I'm talking about Coco. Coco has some fantastic <sighs> music. Uh, the storyline is unique. Um, it's, a, it's an awesome, awesome story. Um you know, that's one of those movies that I'll sit down and watch from beginning to end um, or just pick up wherever. Um, it's it's one of my favorite just to go to. And not many people talk about it. I, I think it's I think it's very underrated. I think it was maybe the Pixar movie that got me the most emotional. Mm -hmm. It could have just been my frame of mind when I watched it. But I, I struggle to go back to a movie that I know is going to make me in a mood. It's great. I agree it's with your take. Though. It's phenomenal. Uh, fantastically. I'm not sure I agree. It's underrated. People love that movie. But, but nobody ever talks about it, I feel like. Well, I talk about it. I think it's awesome. Um, I will say this. Um, if someone had said Onward before I did, I was going to say The Great Mouse Detective no. as my <laughs> underrated movie. It's I love list. The Great Mouse it Detective. So it's fantastic. <laughs> it is Flynn appropriately it. rated as last. Uh, I, I figured I attacked Flynn earlier with Moana. I didn't want to attack him again. That's absurd. Well, but it I is. I'd rather it's watch Lion King one and a half. That's because that's underrated. <laughs> it's not, Lion King though. two is underrated. Lion King one and a half is, <laughs> shouldn't have happened. <laughs> All right. Well, that was helpful to I don't know somebody. It's useless, and we <laughs> analyzed it in an in-depth way. It wasn't helpful. No, no, nothing helpful was. There was nothing helpful. It's about not that. called a helpful in-depth analysis. <laughs> no one is coming to us for advice on Disney movie ratings. <laughs> okay. Well, then let <laughs> me leave you with up. something helpful <laughs> before we move on to the next thing. Um, I finished the Weller Foolproof, and it was amazing. I then poured uh, Benchmark Foolproof, and we've talked about Benchmark a couple times on the podcast. I've had the Bottle and Bond here. I've also had the um, Single Barrel. Um, so I was interested in going from a You Can Never Find It, It's Expensive Foolproof to Benchmark, which is a $30 value. Um, and while it is in no way as good as the uh, Weller Foolproof, 
benchmark full proof is fantastic. Uh, it's super caramely at 125 proof, so 11 higher proof points than the Weller was. You wouldn't know it. It is incredibly smooth to drink neat, and it is a phenomenal bourbon. Of the ones I've had so far from Benchmark, it's my favorite. I am excited about doing our Benchmark tasting that Flynn is going to host because um, he's got the whole lineup. I have all five. And yep. um, yeah, and uh, and what we'll be doing we that probably. Did? You and I just we randomly drank Ezra. the um, the single barrel, but we did an Ezra no, Brooks tasting. Didn't Ezra Brooks? We did yeah, Ezra Brooks. Benchmark. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, so that's a helpful piece of information for the bourbon drinkers out there anyway. Let's move on to what's happening next. So next is going to be a new segment. Um, and a new we, segment? A new segment. Uh, where a new segment. A news segment. A news segment. News segment. News segment. News segment. News segment. Yeah, a news segment. Because um, we haven't done it before. news segment. It's about the news. It, it is about the news. 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 Um, so so it? it's a Flynn, news news segment. Flynn, do you get it? It's a news segment. No, it's a news it's news, a news segment. segment. It's a continue, news segment. Continue to it's say a, it. It's and a I new might news get segment. It. <laughs> <laughs> How many eggs are we talking about? the segment is new. <laughs> How many new eggs are we talking about? So in my boredom, um, I was scrolling through Reddit, and I, I came across a news article that... I like legitimately was laughing out loud to just the the title of it. I read the whole thing. It was hysterical. And I thought it might be a fun thing for us to just go out and find ridiculous news stories, articles out there that have ridiculous premises, stories that are absurd, that have twist endings potentially. And so we all have one that we're going to bring. Um, and so the way this is just going to work, um, I'll go first. I'm going to give you the the the, the article um, headline, and then I'm going to give you a few highlights of the article in question. Feel free to comment uh, however much you want on it, um, because my article that I found, I, I found it today, is... And I, I'm sure that you'll understand why I chose this one. It's man breaks into home, takes bath, eats shrimp, and leaves $200 for damages. So, so I, Flynn, what did you right, do? I sent it to Lauren. I was like, this is something I would do. I, so this guy just apparently <laughs> broke into this pe these people's houses, um, and he cooked some shrimp uh, and then took a bath. And uh, was confronted by the owner when they got home. Um, and he basically was like, sorry, um, my family was murdered. And so I'm on the run. Here's $200. And then he got arrested. So um, I, I, the whole story was just so absurd while I was reading it. I had so did, many did questions. Did he murder his family? I don't know. But literally, I'll, I'll, I'll read you the last line of the article. This is the last thing written. When asked why he broke into the home, the man said his family was killed in East Texas and he was running from somebody. That's where the article ended. No other elaboration whatsoever. So the journalism was spotty on that one. Um, when okay. I'm, I'm allergic to shellfish and I haven't taken a bath since I was youth. Um, <laughs> you've, I was youth. <laughs> you've done both uh, recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, um, what part of taking a bath 
and or eating shrimp usually results in damages? Um, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> the damages well, was I, because clearly he <laughs> broke a window to get in. So, I was say, oh, I he probably forced his way yeah, into the home it, it, in I a way understand. that might have caused something. He said that, that he told clear. the police that he felt bad about breaking the window, and that's why he left the money. Okay, okay. So he just I had $200 that. in cash, and instead of going to a hotel, he broke into this family's home to eat their shrimp and take a bath. Which, fair, because hotels don't have shrimp, probably. I, wa- I, I wonder if he wasn't trying to stay. Like a hotel implies you might stick around. It's like a Goldilocks situation here. <laughs> Elsa. Title of the episode. <laughs> is, that, is that not what Goldilocks did? No, she didn't take a Except bath she didn't and eat offer shrimp. $200 for damages. She definitely okay. didn't offer to pay for the damages. She, Here's my question. No, this guy is just stole a better, better person than Goldilocks, clearly. Agreed, agreed. This criminal <laughs> is way better than Goldilocks. My, my question is this. If you're on the run... What doesn't that? Okay, fun fact: the average bath takes like what at least no, two minutes. No, to you draw? don't know that. Take <laughs> <laughs> good, pretty fun facts. But I mean, I'm just trying to think: like, what what could bring a person who is on the run to say, you know what, I've got enough time to take a bath now? Like the shrimp, I get it. If somebody had some leftover shrimp in the fridge, great. I'm gonna just eat this shrimp. Fine. But maybe, like, the, maybe the shrimp was frozen and, they needed to, and then he had to thaw the shrimp. So he's like, well, while I'm waiting for this shrimp to thaw, I'm well, going to take a bath. He said that so they, then, they so were then murdered he puts in frozen Texas shrimp in a bath. and he was in New Mexico. Okay. So maybe he thought he was far enough away that he could bathe. I don't know. But I want to have a conversation I mean, with this person. Well, sure. you lose when you're on to the road. Really just to I see what his best bath taking methods are. Because, you know, is it bath bomb? Is it jet tub? You know, what's the temperature like? I mean, there's a lot of different circumstances that you need to you need to talk about. Well, and I mean, what was the likelihood that the house that he was breaking into had a bath? Probably pretty high. I think most houses probably have at least a bath. Okay. Really? <laughs> most houses yeah. have at least a bath? Yes. That's a that's a Kevin Reynolds actual fact. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, do you have a bath? I, I think that it's yeah, Kevin, do you have a bath? All this bath talk is really rubbing it in. Okay, do you have a bath? That... I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's he's right. still, he's still you can't a source subject for him right now. You can't use it, but you have one, right? He has to go to his neighbor's house to shower. <laughs> it's my parents' house. They just happen to also <laughs> but they are be your in neighbor. the neighborhood. So 100% of Real. the people on this on this Zoom call have baths, and we, and we live in vastly different styles of home. So, Okay, fine, whatever. Flynn, who's next? You are. Go. <laughs> okay. So I've got several that uh, I couldn't couldn't quite decide which one I wanted to go with. Um, but this one seemed uh, uh, kind of on point with what... Uh, well, no. I'm going to go with this one instead. All right. Here we go. Uh, man tries to dodge COVID vaccine using fake arm. Fake arm? So, yep. So he gets uh, the a, shot in a fake arm, but he doesn't inject it into his body. This is... Yep. A dentist I can, in I, Italy... I can follow this. <laughs> a dentist in Italy who needed a vaccine certificate offered up a rubber foam arm in an attempt to evade the actual shot. Uh, when the nurse who was administering the shot, uh, when she uncovered the arm, she felt the skin and felt that it was cold and gummy and, then the, and that the color was too light. 
Um, she said at first she thought that he had an actual prosthetic arm and he had simply accidentally removed that arm to, or put that, uh, clothing down, uh, that shirt down to say, Oh, give, give me the shot in this arm. Uh, but this was not the case as, uh, after further investigation, it was seen that the man was wearing a covering on his torso with two rubber foam arms attached. Is that illegal? Did he get arrested? Was this just a thing that the nurse noticed? I feel like there were no consequences to this. Oh, he, uh, he, he, let's see. He received, uh, he definitely, uh, got, uh, got a talking to from some officials in the region. Got a um, and <laughs> not, not the regional officials. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That'll show uh, him. <laughs> uh, and the president of the, uh, Piedmont regional government called the attempt at deception and offense to the region's health system. Uh, in a joint statement, uh, the health counselor said, the case could be classified as ridiculous, except that we are talking about a gesture of enormous gravity, unacceptable for the sacrifice that the whole community is paying for the pandemic. Uh, and needless to say, the dentist may face criminal char- charges, but he did not receive his foam arms back. Yeah, it's evidence. Check, check your dentists, people. When you go now, poke them in the arm, and if it doesn't feel right, just get out. There are other dentists that are less crazy. Is this? I just have this vision of like this guy walking in with like these like arms that are just kind of like is, flopping back and forth like this. This is, like, this is hey, unrelated. But didn't a dentist shoot Cecil the lion too? Should we be trusting these people at all? There was that stupid elf. From the Christmas movie, who wanted to be a dentist? I bet he ended up being one. Oh, um, what was his name? I don't know. I don't like Christmas. You're, you're the Christmas person. <laughs> Kremlin yeah. the Elf. That doesn't sound no. right. Herbie. Herbie. Yeah, that's Herbie right. doesn't want to make toys. No, that's the car. No, his name is Herbie. No, the car's Herbie. Anyways, Herbie the Love uh, Bug was an elf. No, yeah, I don't think I've not so. Not seen that movie in a while. So, uh, uh, you know, regardless of uh, well. What I will just say with this is this is definitely the uh, most hilarious um, attempt at uh, trying to get out of any type of, of vaccine, uh, much more so than, uh, you know, Antonio Brown or whatever he did. Cost me paid paid thousands of dollars for a fake vaccine card. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Hope Camp, what do you have? I have a chicken named Henny Penny. Uh, All right, this let's move chicken. on. <laughs> Congrats on on the chicken. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, here's the thing: I don't have access to this because the chicken is taken into into custody from the Pentagon. This chicken <laughs> broke into the Pentagon. I love this. Keep I going. don't know where it went in the Pentagon because. Uh, let me find the quote. We are not allowed to disclose exactly where she was found. <laughs> we can only say it was at a security checkpoint. Wow. So I don't know where it went, what it was after, um, but it is in deep doo-doo now. So I don't know what plot this was, but this chicken, Henny Penny, is, uh, is one to watch. She's on, she can't chickens, fly anymore. Chickens can't fly, anyway. period. Um, they, they, they fly a little bit. They don't. They don't. They flutter around. No. And they, they can like they can like aggressively jump over higher things with their wings. I think they fall with aiding. style, like Buzz Lightyear. Well, they okay, the chickens we fly. eat are a little bit fatter than the than the wild ones. The wild ones can can get a little flutter going. They hover. A chicken in the Pentagon. It's not, yeah, exactly. It's more than we can do. 
They do more than jump, uh, but it is tough to call it flying. Either way, it got into the Pentagon, like a good ways in. Does that br- make anyone question what is the, the the level of security that the Pentagon has that a chicken could just kind of waltz its way in? No, obviously chickens have figured out how to burrow underground and come up into buildings. I'm now just envisioning uh, like tremors. I think it was an aerial strike like Hope Cape was talking about. Flying in from the top. <laughs> it's the last place you would expect a chicken to come from. <laughs> that is true. That is true. My guess is why he did it, though, right, is because all his life people kept telling him, well, this you're is not going to do so it. So you sexist you're too, This is a You're shoot. not going to do it. You're too chicken. I thought you were going to make a crossing the road joke, but that was even worse. She was like, I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you. Why no, that's the in the article. The Apparently, Pentagon. the answer to why did the chicken cross the road is to get to the Pentagon. That is in the article. <laughs> to get U.S. military secrets. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, it, it it got to a point where I think it could have gotten some, but it was after bigger secrets. Okay. Flew too okay. close to the sun. Kevin. <laughs> that's too high for the chicken. The chicken can't fly that high, Flynn. <laughs> there is a growing debate about what to do about Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos. <laughs> Growing debate? Yeah. So Pablo Escobar, who was the drug smuggler uh, who lived in Colombia, um, he had a private estate in Colombia. He died, he was killed in 1993. Um, and at his estate, he had animals like zebras, giraffes, flamingos, and he had, in 1993, when he died, four hippopotamuses. Uh, which is the right plural for hippopotamus. When he died, all of the animals, um, except for the four hippopotamuses, were sold off, um, brought to zoos or other places, or relocated for natural you know, re-integration um, into the environment. Authorities didn't relocate the hippos. They figured they would die. They did not. In 2022, there are now about a hundred. I was going to say, let me guess. There were multiple men and women in those four. <laughs> yep. Now there are about a hundred um, hippos, which have been deemed cocaine hippos. Um, the hippos have not <laughs> been doing cocaine. They have not. Um, I mean, allegedly, I, I, I don't know the hippos, uh, but that's just what they're called because they live in the area surrounding and on this estate. Um Authorities are confused about what to do. There are conservatists who are trying to control the population because they worry about the human beings nearby and how hippopotamuses can be very aggressive. Um, and and they are, um, you know, everywhere. Uh, there are some researchers who say the animals should be left alone because they are filling an ecological void. Um, because hippos are endangered in a lot of places. Um, I don't think they're native to Colombia, are they? Nope, they're definitely nope. not yep. native okay. to a So they're mansion. not filling an ecological void. <laughs> I, I understand. Um, so the controversy is essentially creating this massive debate amongst the all folks in the ecology space about what an invasive species actually is. Because I don't think anyone would 
say that one can be both endangered and invasive as species. But in this area in Colombia, um, in this Colombian ranch town, these hippos have created a major threat to the biodiversity of the area. And it's going to lead to, quote, deadly encounters with human beings. And no one knows oh what to do God. about it. Uh, so I've listened to lots of different uh, people and read stories and books about the difference between invasive and like non-native, for example. Um, you can't. You have to be a non-native species to be invasive. So the hippos could be invasive, but only if they are encroaching on the territory, livelihood, population, success of a native species would they be deemed invasive. So that could happen. It can take time. If you let, if a hundred hippos doesn't do it, maybe a thousand does. And if you leave it unchecked and it turns into a thousand hippos, then they're invasive and you can't control them. Um, but I, I'm also concerned that with four hippos, there's not a lot of genetic diversity going on here. So I feel like we got some pretty inbred hippos. Oh yeah. That aren't supposed to be there. Nope. I think the argument for leaving them there is thin at best. But you can't argue the right answer is pile all the hippos together and create hippo genocide in Colombia. No one's oh saying kill the hippos. I think that we're saying I'm that not sure. I didn't, I, didn't, not, I did not say it. I'm not sure. Hip's <laughs> not, not, not saying I'm not saying hippos. kill the hippos. I think that we I, need to. I wonder, I wonder a, if you can take them back imp, to Africa. Health camp implied killing the hippos. I am. I, I implied that it was on the table. I didn't say we should choose that option, but I'm saying that if you have 100 hippos, hippos now and you can address the problem, and 1,000 hippos is a problem you cannot address, oh no. I mean, look at look at everything that's happening with like those um, freaking like pythons in Florida. Yeah. They're out of control. One, Same you're like, the oh, iguanas. don't kill a snake. Let's see. Same with those iguanas. Like, you know, when you're like, all right, let's see what happens. Are and the next thing you know, you've got a problem. Because when apparently when the iguanas in Florida, when it gets below like 50 degrees, they uh, go into like a hibernation stage in trees. Oh, and then they just the fall trees, out yeah. of trees and it's like raining iguanas. <laughs> I have witnessed it. <laughs> apparently, yes. um, owner of the Miami Heat, uh, Pat Riley, thought that it was just a bunch of dead iguanas. And so he buried them when they were just hibernating. So he killed a bunch of iguanas it's more more dormancy than hibernation but <laughs> well i think that worked i think that was a i think you should, some, ship, I think some you should ship back to hippos. africa and separate them to increase the genetic diversity of wherever you put them although that could have its own problems if not accepted by whatever hippo pods there are um put them in zoos whatever i think to love leave, hippos in zoos to leave hippos unchecked in a non-native place especially one that's going to be as endangered as like the colombian rainforest is probably not good. We live in a oh, Cincinnati adjacent area. Um, and I can't imagine what the PR nightmare it would be if someone was like, we're getting a cocaine hippo and we're going to let it breed with Fiona. Like <laughs> people around here would lose their mind. I might actually like Fiona if that happened. If, if, if they brought in a cocaine hippo to mate i'm sorry do you not like fiona for those of you that are listening that are not from cincinnati and have seen parks and rec fiona <laughs> is like lil sebastian, sebastian. Lil yeah sebastian. and yep. if you're if you love if you're from cincinnati you get it you love it fiona's the greatest thing ever um we are all i think adam scott yeah i don't ben get Wyatt, it and we just it does it makes no sense lauren owns multiple 
calendars with Fiona as the feature. So, one of Sam's favorite books at year one was Fiona's Feelings. Um, it's a fantastic read. It takes about four seconds. So those were some news articles, Flynn. Did, uh, did <laughs> that, we... was that was a news segment. segment. How was the segment? It was How a was news, news segment. Great segment, y'all. That was lovely. I'm not sure what you want to go with for the drop on that one, pretty, but I imagine eggs. That it'll be news successful. News segment. Eggs. It's a news. But it's not a. It's not a news segment. It's a new news segment. The news segment. News. Yeah, the segment is new, and it's news related. So, so just it's a news news segment. Yeah. It's a new news segment. Yeah. All right, so this means that it's time for us to move into an old new segment. Uh, we're bringing back a fictional battle royale. Fictional battle royale. All right, so on this one, um, you'll recall that uh, actually it was one of our first episodes because I went back and kind of made sure we hadn't done this before. Um, we did a... Uh, uh, a fictional battle royale of ant. What was it, Flynn? Anthropomorphic Anthropomorphized characters. Characters. Yeah. Yes. 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 Super complicated. So, um, for something that wasn't actually all that complicated. Yeah. So that was cool and that was fun. Uh, but this time, uh, we're we're gonna give a little love to to some of those maybe other people who weren't uh, mentioned in that. Probably um, not. And we're actually gonna be drafting or uh, picking our own team of animal sidekicks. Uh, to um, aid us in battle uh, against one another. I'm gonna. Um, I'm just gonna. So we are fighting in one another. This was oh, your. That's idea. what I thought. Was that the point? Yeah. No, it was my idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Battle Royale. I I always think of battle royales we're fighting each other. I also want to just ask now. We counting dragons yes. as animals? If they were a <laughs> supportive character to a main character. Yeah. They have yeah. to be a sidekick to a hero or villain. They can't no, just be like, like Smaug is not. He a is sidekick. not on my list. But there are other dragons. <laughs> He's talking about examples. dragon from. <laughs> I don't think dragon counts because she is not I, the no. sidekick. She is. No, she's no, not. She's there are other dragons Donkey that would are count. definitely Donkey sidekicks. Would count in Shrek. Donkey I know what you're count. doing. You're right. But there are other sidekicks that are dragons. But the two that were mentioned, dragon. And somehow would not count. That's a good way to just get us a baseline. Okay. Yes. Uh, so that is the that is the key thing. Um, they have to be the sidekick. They have to be not the main focus. Um, and aside from that, uh, we didn't really establish many rules on this. Um, but I do also want to just throw <laughs> this out there. I feel like myself and Kevin. Eh, well, no, actually, I'm sorry. Flynn and I would probably be the ones most trying to abuse this. Um, Appreciate that. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you could just say, "I'm gonna take Charizard as a Pokemon." There are probably other Pokemon that you could count as sidekicks, but not a. I think uh, there are. There is a hero. There, you could argue there are three heroes and two villains in Pokemon. Each one has a sidekick. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Move on. Yep. So that that's the main thing. Um, so probably won't hear I have no too idea many Pokemon. Pokemon. Pretty. What's the order? <laughs> uh, the order is uh, most most likely to have a sidekick to least likely to have a sidekick. Okay. Which would be Kevin. Okay. Flynn, Hovecamp, Pretty. I would like. I would like ten seconds 
on why that's the order for that with that reason. Gonna say I don't. I own a dog, and everyone knows I don't want to. So I have two dogs, and I one of them's an asshole that I still love. So I feel like I. <laughs> this is great. The order is set, but explain. Okay. Explain yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, but but just just a quick, real quick. Oh, I was I was going I was I I I was thinking more of like who from uh in. Sorry if this fins up. Who from like a an ego standpoint needs somebody there at their side to kind of be constantly reassuring them or telling them what's the right thing to do? Well, that's fair. That's why Kevin hired me. Flynn needs a moral compass sidekick. Kevin needs the ego boost. And I, I don't I don't know why you and I are anywhere else, but like you were just so but he needs someone to help him find hats. But, but to he's, fit. he's least likely to have a sidekick. Well, that's so, easy then. So my, so. Uh, my the number one pick for my sidekick then is Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> Am I an animal? You're, uh, you listen. I'm pretty close. You know, it's pretty close. Okay. Um, I was hoping not to go first. I have a whole bunch of things written down. Um, the so one that I think Hubcamp might one of the one of the dragons Hubcamp might have been alluding to is who I'm going to take here though. Uh, I'm going with Toothless as uh, as yeah. the, the 101. Uh, yeah. So. Toothless yeah. is my first uh, sidekick, uh, animal sidekick. Yep, that was the the clear one. All right, I'll take. Uh, I'm going to take Pegasus Ooh, from solid. Hercules. Pretty far down my list, but I feel like but that's on my list. Okay. Really interesting. Okay. All right. I think we all know that a dragon is coming here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're prepared. But, <laughs> but I'm going to do something different than toothless and maybe you guys can yell at me or not i'm going with Balerion, the black dread sidekick of aegon the conqueror okay <laughs> okay he's not the, not featured prominently i think enough in what in the shows at least i don't care in the shows we didn't. That was not specified. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't specify any restrictions. Um. My opinion is this counts a hundred percent. If it, oh if yeah. It, so cool Flynn, if it. your opinion is that only dragons in the show count, then I'll take Drogon. If your opinion is none of these dragons count, we'll move on. I'd be I'd be more okay with Drogon than Balerion the Dread. But if we do this, that means that all of the previous dragons are not allowed. I Only think the ones that aired Valerian in the show, huh? Only the ones that aired in the show count. Whatever you guys want, but there will be a very I... large black dragon on my team. So right. okay, so to this, <laughs> I've got a small black dragon on my team. I'm taking toothless here. Bring it. I've got a blue eyes white dragon on my team. I'm just kidding. That was a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. No one gets that. So so which one is on my team, guys? You guys just got to tell me. Uh. I'm I'm cool with letting that one fly, Hove Camp. Um, but I also think uh, you're the only person who could ad- adequately say if in the books it is established that Aegon and Balerion or whatever have an a bond that is you know yes you partner are sidekick. only the dragon will only have one rider at a time. Okay. Like I said, I think it counts. I'm putting Balerions on my team. I will not put any other. Westerosi dragons on my team. There are more on my list, but I think you can't just stagger Westerosi dragons from Westeros. <laughs> but I mean, I have Balerion, Drogon, okay. and Vagar on there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, 
at this point, I'm not also not doing an all dragon theme. So <laughs> there are so many. There's, there's enough. There are enough. Uh, pretty, you like to fly solo. Apparently, what is your first begrudging side? Pretty's like, oh. I want a boo. <laughs> Pretty's like, I'm also gonna take a dragon. I'm taking Mushu. <laughs> On my list. And then he'll make a passionate argument of why Mushu's so, a great pick. Not even gonna lie, when I was just I you know, I just I was typing these out, Mushu was the first name that I wrote down yeah. as a as a potential animal <laughs> sidekick. Questionable first dragon. And then questionable okay, first yeah. dragon. Pretty <laughs> questionable first dragon. <laughs> However You'll uh, be great. Black Dread. Black Dread. Get it right, Flynn. Um uh so By the way, was, I'm not taking gonna... notes, so that <laughs> I got, I got, you, I'm writing them down. You did yeah. a complicated one, so you get to take notes. <laughs> I got a complicated God, order. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's got spelling question marks. So. Yeah, it's great. That's great. Um, I uh, I actually uh, was going to say. Oh, I thought about going with a theme on this one and uh, just drafting only uh, characters that were voiced by Alan Tudyk. Great, great. Um, not going to do that because. I would absolutely lose this. Uh, but I am going to take my own dragon. I'm going to take Falkor. Damn it. That was my next pick. He was, he was <laughs> you probably are a bad my person. next pick, too. Oh, man. See, that's like a... That's like a I didn't think anyone else would write him down. No, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Once I got through like every just name I could come up with, I was like, let's get into the dragons. I also fully thought, until I was like an adult, I thought that Falkor was just a large dog. Like... He's not, kind of not a large dog. Right. That's just sucks. also what is what is it, a luck dragon? Yeah. That sucks because the next dragon on my list <laughs> <laughs> That really sucks because this so the never ending story is great. Flynn, have you seen it? Mm-mm. Of course not. Of course not. It got us maybe our most our one of our top three easy, most successful tweets of all time. Yeah. Because it was like so many cool tweets and gifts. Um, so, oh man, crap, crap. I don't want to. I'm a band. I'm gonna have the next dragon on my list is Aragon from Aragon, but the source material sucks so much. The movie sucks. The book sucks. The writing sucks. The character's fine. Take Mushu. I'm not taking Mushu's not even on my list. <laughs> Did you only write down dragons on your no, list? No, I wrote down lots of cool stuff. So I wrote down a ton sh- of cool stuff. Shut your damn mouth. Um, it's just, I, probably, I, I just also have a lot of dragons. I'm abandoning Aragon, but I've said it, so whoever takes it is a, a small human. Um, <laughs> I want Goose. I'm abandoning the dragon. I want Goose from Captain Marvel. <laughs> the Flurgan. Oh, the Flurgan? Flurgan. <laughs> Apparently that's a, a what is it a class five dangerous character or dangerous species or something? Yeah, all right. Flirt. I don't know how to spell flirting, but flirkin. I think flirkin is F L E R K I N. Goose presents as feline, but is flirkin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's a that's a good one. I did not uh, think of this that. This is terrible. I don't recommend seeing this movie, but if you do watch I Am Number Four, a very similar thing happens with the dog. <laughs> don't watch I Am Number Four. Don't recommend that to human beings. Again, yeah, just not on the list because of source material. All right, I'll I'll take. So I'm gonna not, I'm not gonna take a, a a dragon at all because I 
I want to be different, and you want to lose. I have integrity, <laughs> and and you all have just uh, have made this into just another dragon draft. Uh, so I'll take Ghost. Ooh, Ghost was gonna be my next. Ghost, pick. the dire wolf. He's on my list. That's that's a uh, that's Go solid. Pegasus. A Pegasus or well, Pegasus, not a Pegasus. Pegasus and Ghost. Very Ghost solid. is not my highest ranked dire wolf from Game of Thrones, but he's he the is coolest. <laughs> Is Grey Wind higher? Do you have Nymeria? Yeah. Okay, well, Nymeria is not going to help me because she's just going to go off on her her own. Like a badass. (laughs) That's not the point. Which one bit Joffrey? Nymeria. Yeah. I mean, I think if if we're going with on-screen badassery, Ghost probably has more. Based on longevity and Nymeria has the light on screen. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying, biting Joffrey a a little bit. Biting Joffrey a little a bit puppy. is different than like slaying the undead. <laughs> as a puppy, <laughs> I think Nymeria is capable of more. I agree, but I just, I just think that as feats go, that's a I think less successful. I think one. you are screen shaming Nymeria as if you're coming out here with all these like assumptions based on what you've seen on screen from Ghost. No, and I actually have a lot of assumptions that uh, are based in the writings of. George R. R. Martin that Nymeria is a phenomenal pick. Thank you. What's your pick? And that's why I'm taking them. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, see, I'm really torn between trying to get another dragon, but I think that you guys have abandoned it, so maybe I'll just sneak a dragon in at the end. Maybe I'll just let these dragons go. But I think one of the things that we're all going to be doing eventually is writing something into this battle. And who better to be mounted on than Shadowfax? Ooh. Maybe Beleriand, the Black Dread, but I'll have I'll make that decision. At, at, at Serious question. Who's faster, Shadowfax or Pegasus? I, I think Shadowfax, despite the winged advantage of Pegasus. Especially carrying someone. Okay. Pretty. Okay. Um I've got got some options with where we could go on this. Uh, I'm thinking more attack in this regard. So I would like to take, if you all will allow it, Stitch. Yeah. Stitch is fine. Absolutely indestructible, killing machine. Yeah, that's why I took him as my teammate in the anthropomorphized creatures battle last time. Stitch is great. He was pretty close to next... He's pretty close to next on my list. Okay. So obviously I'm riding Toothless because he's a dragon that is to be ridden. So I don't need that in this situation. I do think I have a riding advantage over um, Huffcamps and Flynn's because I'm faster and can fly. Um, if, I, if I don't ride Valyrian. Sure. I still think I'm faster. So I will... Um, I'm going to take Pikachu here. I think Pikachu offers a phenomenal advantage um, and can be great and is a great animal sidekick. Pikachu at in my third round is great for me. All right. So I'm going to go with I'm just I'm just saying I'm just hoping no one picks my last one because I'm I took Pikachu over somebody better because I don't think anyone thought of my last pick. So that's <laughs> Moving on, Kevin. I thought of it when I have it. When I have a sig- when I have a significant reaction, 
you'll know. But otherwise, <laughs> on with the chlorophyll. I'm going to go with Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> you don't listen. Pretty You're gonna go with pretty second. Oh, pretty did that. Okay, never mind. I did. My bad. I did. I said, if you all will I was allow sitting it. here like, what Stitch. is happening? <laughs> you had so much. All right, time. fine, fine, fine. Then Balerion, the Black uh, Dread. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll I'll choose a better Pokemon. Uh, I'll go with Onyx. He's Brock's. Who lost to Pikachu like right away in the in the second episode of the series? Great, better Pokemon. Yeah, he's a better Pokemon. He might he might not match up well with directly with Pikachu, but he's gonna he's gonna really match up with your dragons. Based on Kevin's derision, I think it's not. <laughs> yes, it's true. Hundred percent, Onyx. But will he match up with a very questionable pick that I don't know if will stand? The Great Protector from Shang Chi. I don't think that's a side. Not pick. not no. a side. No. <laughs> That's not, not a good fine. Not even fine. a good try. <laughs> Sisu. No. Sisu from Ryle. Sisu from Ryle is a better <laughs> dragon. I wanted to get. I want. No, good she try. is not the better dragon. She is a legitimate choice for she's this. A better, she's a better dragon who is a sidekick. <laughs> Does not count. I just yeah, wanted it to be known. It's one of those where, like, I heard you guys talking about Chewbacca, and it was like, yes, it's on my list, but clearly not a an animal sidekick. I didn't think it should count, but I was not going to take Sisu and then have, like, Flynn take the Great Protector as the, his last I pick. struggled. So, we wouldn't let him do that. You know better. I struggled I, I, with well, whether Sisu is the best animal sidekick from Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, tuck, also tuck. also on my list. I also haven't seen Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah. What? I don't see it. Just see it's it. quite good. It's good. Whoops. Um, okay. Uh... So, for my third pick, um, Kevin, sorry, I am smarter than you think. I'm taking Crypto, the super dog. That is not who I was worried about. Okay, never mind then. Uh, but thus far, you, I've been drafting a again? team of Onyx. dogs. That's right. O-N-Y-X. On the O-N-I-X. He's a, he's a, um, Onyx is the actual he's a stone snake. He's a stone dragon. He's not yeah. a dragon. Onyx, he's not, Onyx a dragon. Is the actual he's not even dragon type with the Y. O and I. Yeah, he's the... definitely rock ground type. I understand yeah, he's not that, dragon but he's type. basically he's a dragon. Exclusively not a dragon. It's basically a dragon. No, he would be dragon type if he was basically dragon. That's not true. Charizard is basically yes, a dragon. He's not dragon type. Yes. He's yes, fire no, type. He's not. No, he's not, Kevin. He's fire yeah. flying. Charizard is fire yeah, flying. Yeah, not all dragons when he and Pokemon to are Mega dragon Charizard, type. then. Yeah, when he's when he's Mega Charizard, then he's Fire Dragon. Well, that's but. because they did that to correct the issue with the fact that Charizard is the physical representation. So I'm just saying. So Onyx Gen One uh, is basically a dragon that's not a dragon type. Just yeah. No, no, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. All right, the person I was worried that no one else had thought of. I was hoping no one else had thought of it. Worried maybe someone would take with my last pick is Fenris. Oh. Fenris is the sidekick of... Um, Hela. Hela, uh, Thor and Loki's sister. Fenris is a giant wolf um, who spent the spent literally a thousand years chained in the pit beneath Odin's palace in Asgard. So you see him in Definitely Thor Ragnarok. Definitely a good counter to Ghost. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huge yeah. counter to Ghost, right? So, you know, you see him in Thor Ragnarok when the only person who's able to take him out is the Hulk, who's incredible, literally. Um, and, uh, yeah. Fenris is a phenomenal last pick for my team to round it out. All right, this might or might not count. Aragog. Not a side The kick. spider? I don't think it's a side I feel kick. like he's kind of Hagrid's sidekick. Uh. Fang is Hagrid's sidekick. Aragog I, is f- a friend. I I would actually argue that Hagrid and Aragog have the same type of relationship that Aegon and Balerion probably have. No. 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 Because Aegon has a animal that he is connected to. Hagrid has tons of them. Hagrid raised Aragog and then set him free. And is kept tabs on him. That's not a sidekick. To me. I don't think it's a it, sidekick. It is questionable, so I appreciate the nod to Aragog. I do not support his candidacy here. Especially, I, I, I can't support it because of, almost because of Fang. Like, he has an animal sidekick. And Aragog is not as important a sidekick as Fang is. So, like, yeah. How many can you have? will stand that ground that is fair that is fair great shout out though seriously great shout out so maybe this will count there is. uh maybe this will count maybe it won't um the winged horses uh that the now na- that the nazgul fly on uh they're fell beasts <laughs> and no <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> they're not named they're not mm-hmm. anything I, I'm, I'm saying no not because I don't agree that they're animals. I don't know what they're I kind of think they are. <laughs> I kind of think they are to the Nazgul, but that's just a bad pick. Do better. Well, so so I looked into this as well because I was like, those are kind of dragons where they fit on an all-dragon team, but they're not really named in any capacity. They're, they're not unique to a particular— They're just a random horse. They're they're just a they're mount. not shadow they're just a, mount, just a, a, a very okay. powerful fine mount. fine yeah all right so that was I'm gonna go out of left field them. here because um, you won't let me do my but other I, stuff I really uh, I'm gonna go with Lord Nibbler off of Futurama <laughs> yes absolutely hella strong creates jet fuel with his poop he can is an immortal being right yeah flies a spaceship. I feel like Kevin doesn't know what I'm talking yeah. about, but anyway, Futurama. Futurama isn't funny. I haven't oh, watched man, it. I wrong. don't care. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Probably rather. I think Seinfeld is more funny than Futurama. That's where yeah, I'm at. That's just not true. Yikes. Well, it's it is true. It is right. true, Flynn. But from what Kevin is saying, it's coming from a voice of derision towards both of us. <sighs> I mean, I thought Futurama was a DreamWorks movie. Until recently. That's how much I Jesus. hate Jesus. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost over. <laughs> I feel as though the non-dragons left on my list are a little bit inadequate. <laughs> there are a couple. But when you have two dragons and shadow facts, I think maybe all you need is a little recon. Like just, you know, somebody that can blend in perch get you what you need to so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with red wing i swear to god i thought you were going with mushu <laughs> <laughs> no i'll take i'll take falcons falcon um 
I don't love it. I don't love it. But I think he'll serve a fundamental it's a machine. purpose. It, yeah, I don't think that counts. That's not an animal. In the MC, in the MCU, it is. In the in the in the comic though, it's an actual falcon. You're right. I'll take. You're I right. mean, I'll take Hedwig right. if you'd rather switch it up. No, no. Well, you shouldn't take Hedwig over Redwing. It's a good. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, last pick. Um, I'm sitting solid. I mean, I've got a Superman in Crypto the Superdog. I've got an indestructible force in Stitch. And I've got Falcor the Luck Dragon. Um, I mean, geez, what more do I need? Uh, nothing. Um, All right, so pretty declined his fourth pick. <laughs> Pretty's like no. Howard the I'm Duck. Taking... Howard the Duck at four. <laughs> No, I'm going to take four uh, uh, because he's a survivor um, and because the rest of my team seems to have a somewhat dog-type theme. I'm taking Scooby-Doo. That's an awful pick. That is great. Great job. Great job. (laughs) Anybody have any honorable mentions before we just move on? I do. I think uh, that the dog that Pretty should have taken is Quail Dog. Yeah. I would have taken Hedwig. Actually, from no, Doug. the dog I should have from, taken. From, from Doug. From the Doug. dog yeah, I should have taken is Goddard. Also from Goddard Jimmy from Neutron. Jimmy Neutron. Although it is a yeah. machine, so you would you could run into that, but I think it would have been fine. Uh, other shout-outs. Um, Appa, the flying bison from Avatar Last Airbender. Uh, Gross. Obviously, all the different Disney ones. Um, um, I think, I also, think Agumon from is a great Digimon. Mount. It's a great Digi- mount Any Digimon would have been awesome. Uh, almost right? took any a Digimon. Digimon. Uh, both Baloo and Bagheera. I would I would have taken Raja over any Raja, Jungle Book character. Raja for sure. Um, I the, the only other name on my list that I was like I might take was Nagini. Mm. Uh, yeah, but Nagini doesn't do much. Yeah, she kills someone that's one of the top twenty wizards of all time, according to us. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just, did you just cite us? <laughs> According to us. According to us. <laughs> she kills one of the top 20 wizards of all time. That was great. According to us. All right. And that's, uh, that's, quick, that's across universes. And that's all yeah. of the However, I feel like we're about to find out in the next movie that, that Nagini is actually that, uh, that girl named Nagini. And she turns into a snake, so that's really a human. I think we've already found that out. I, you I, think, I, we're I think we're going to have to learn more about it? So she's not an definitely already not found an that out. But but it's already it's already been but declared. She like, one. Okay, now it takes serious black. Very wordy. Uh, <laughs> no, that's different. There's not an animagus. Not she becomes an thing. animal. Oh my god! All right, move on. Are I we done? Yeah, moving on to apologies. From all of us to you, you listen to us again. Um, I feel like at this point it's on you, but we're still sorry for what we did. Um, You didn't ask for it. There it was. Have a drink on us, and we'll see you next week. Aragon sucks. Like, just great character. Terrible movie, terrible book. Flynn, why didn't you take Olaf? Why didn't I take (laughs) Olaf? He's a snowman and animal. That's That's a great question. (laughs) Next... Next use's in-depth analysis is a snowman and animal.